Welcome to Lobby Talk, a podcast from the Cumberland County Playhouse. One of the best places to hear Playhouse gossip is in the lobby, and now we're bringing the lobby to you. You'll hear backstage stories from our company, learn about upcoming events, and what goes into putting shows onto our stage. With no further ado, let's all go to the lobby. This is Britt Hancock, CCP's Artistic Director, and I'm here with Playhouse Star and Education Director Wesley Webster. How are you, Wesley? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Mm -hmm. So Wesley is uh, in the middle of directing uh, Smoke on the Mountain right now. Absolutely. For our outdoor theater. And uh, so she's blocked all of Act One this morning. I sure did. They worked really hard. It was good. Yep. They did a great job. So uh, we'll talk about smoke a little bit later. Okay. Um, so, Wesley, you're best known to our audiences for your amazing performances over the years, but you're also equally as well known as um, for inspiring countless number of kids as the head of CCP's education program. Well, thank you. I've tried to do that. Absolutely. Well, you're terrific at it. And you've had, there's been so many kids over the years that you've nurtured and taking, taken from just finding, she's very good at finding the raw talent in these kids and cultivating it. And a lot of these kids have become Playhouse company members. Mm -hmm. They've gone on to work in the business elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Some have become doctors and lawyers and benefited from the program that you're so instrumental in, which is fantastic. Thank you. I love working with the children. I think the, the education is in my blood. I come from a long line of family of teachers uh, not necessarily arts teachers, mostly history and English teachers, but I've enjoyed working with kids from the get-go, and I think it's important to give things back, and I really, really love working with them. So. Absolutely. Well, they love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, along those lines, um, I want to know what little Wesley was like and how what inspired you as a child and what got you into theater in the first place. Okay. Well, little Wesley was kind of a terror, I, <laughs> I have to say. Um I ran around the house, I danced, I played, I felt very free. I was an only child for seven years, so um, I listened to my mom's old albums. I watched a lot of, like, The Sound of Music, all those musicals that used to come on TV when we were little. Once a year. Once a year, yes. Big, big specials that came on. So I would mimic, and I loved Helen Reddy, and I loved Donny Osmond, and... John Denver. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of my mom's, uh, mom and dad's old albums, like Frank Sinatra and those kind of things. So I would just listen to those and act out little dances. I started taking dance when I was really, I don't know, probably about third grade, I guess. Um, in fact, I moved all the way up to On Point, but you'd never know that today. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You, 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 uh, you could dance, girl. <laughs> I, I'm a good imitator. <laughs> so were you, was it kind of the... Um, that classic story of you in your bedroom with a hairbrush pretending to be these different artists. Absolutely. My mom and I used to sing a lot. Mom's voice dropped as she aged. So she became the alto and then the tenor and then the bass, but really just singing in the car with her and she would harmonize with me. And then that's how I would learn how to harmonize. So I attribute my skills as an alto sometimes to just singing along with mama in the car to some good old Delta Dawn. Oh sometimes. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you uh, perform for uh, your family at all, like standing on the hearth of the fireplace, sort of look at me type thing? I mean, every day really was a performance that Wesley Webster was doing as a young kid. Absolutely. But I had a pony and lots of animals and lots of space around. So I spent a lot of time in my imagination as I was little, just around the house. Like I said, I was an only child for such a long time, too. And 
I just didn't, I just, yeah, hung out with myself and played. I played a lot. It was when uh, Return from Witch Mountain was really popular. Yes. So I was like Tony and T. I like to play with, you know, my psychology kind of things. And I just was nuts as a little kid, I think. Just, I think we all were a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so what got you into theater? Well, in the fifth grade, we did The Jungle Book. And I played a vulture, and I loved it. And it was about that time that I started riding the church bus on Wednesdays from school to go to church choir in the afternoons. And I got cast as a mall in A Mall in the Night Visitors. Uh. Don't you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare, ugly man hurt my mother. (laughs) Um, So that was really probably the beginning of what was to be my career. But when I got into the sixth grade, I didn't make sixth grade chorus. What? I know. And my uh, sixth grade teacher, choir director, um, he had been my mom's student uh, in English and history when he was in the eighth grade. And so my mama called him up and said, I'm not trying to butt in, but my daughter just played them all in them all in the night visitors. Why didn't she make sixth grade (laughs) chorus? You know, not being a stage mom at all. And she really wasn't. But here, I don't know. I don't know what made her decide to butt in then, but she sure did. And he said, oh, I just left her name off the list. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, good. So she'll see you in class on Monday. And he's like, absolutely. Uh. So that started my career. (laughs) And that's really how I got into it was being in part, just being a part of the chorus and stuff in middle school and high school. And then our director, our music director, branched out. And he did... Uh, plays. We started with, oh, I think the eighth grade was Once Upon a Mattress. And I played Winifred in Once Upon a Mattress. And we did Hello, Dolly and Annie and Camelot all through the years. So Did you play Annie? No, I played Grace Farrell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I played Annie in the sixth grade in just a review that he did once he allowed me to be in chorus. I guess he thought, let's give her a little part. And so I and sang to mother. And he was scared of my mother. <laughs> yes. So, um... I did some of that, but I never got to play Annie in Annie all the way through, no. So you grew up in North Carolina? I did. Graham, North Carolina, like the cracker. Small town? Very small. Um, A little bit smaller than Crossville, really. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of now merged with Burlington, so I would say as a whole, the community is bigger than what Crossville is now because it's kind of two cities merged together, Graham and Burlington. But it's right on Interstate 40 between Greensboro and Raleigh. It's right there. I just take Interstate 40, go all the way home if I want to visit six hours. So. Was there any, did you uh, have an opportunity to see any touring shows that came through when you were a kid or anything like that? What was your first exposure to actually seeing theater? I think we went to, we had the Barn Dinner Theater that was in Raleigh. Um, There was some theater in Greensboro. UNCG. UNCG had some theater that went there and we took a couple of field trips to see. I think I saw Bye Bye Birdie there for the first time. Yeah. That's the first show you remember That I actually really remember seeing. Now, he took us, Marshall is my director from middle school. That was my mom's student. And he took us on New York trips in the seventh and eighth grade. So I got to see um, Sugar Babies with Mickey Rooney in it. Um, I got to see uh, Dream Girls, the original cast of Dream Girls, oh, wow. uh, one of the original chorus lines when it was still in its original run, you know, so I got to see some really good theater then. I wish, you know, looking back, I didn't know how epic that was right. was and how that was going to impact my life, but that was the beginning of it. I got to see Private Lives with Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, wow. I know. I didn't understand what I was seeing, half of it, I'm sure. But, but just, you knew who Elizabeth Taylor was. Oh, absolutely I did. So it was just life-changing without even realizing that was the beginning of it all. So, And you uh, were valedictorian of your high school. I was. Um, 
Yeah, we they, at that point they kept track of uh, your average at the end of every year, and they would award like the highest average this year goes to blah blah blah. And it just started, and I think the eighth grade, and then I just felt like I got to keep on, I got to keep doing it, I got to keep doing it. So, yeah, I was very lucky, um, and I, I worked really hard. Yeah, I would say at that point in my life, I was more book smart than I was common sense smart, mm-hmm. but whatever. <laughs> I think I was too. I was not valedictorian, but so in your high school career. Did you ever think of pursuing theater as your full-time professional career? I I honestly, coming from a small town like that, didn't realize that it was something that you could make a career of. Mm -hmm. Coming from where I came from, I just didn't have the steps. I didn't really realize how to make that happen. So it was kind of just a hobby... It was definitely, it was, just, it was my extracurricular activity. It's where I found my home and my people and what I like to do. Um, so, but I didn't think necessarily that I could go into it as a career. I, like I said, I just didn't know. I sang for uh, President Reagan and President Bush when I was in high school, and we did the plays. Um, but besides that, I just, I didn't know. And I started off really getting into pageants my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. the Miss Southern High School pageant. Oh. Yeah, which I won. Um, and I'm sure being valedictorian had something to do with that, too, because I was pretty awkward looking. I was lanky. I was gangly. I can't believe that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I had a big old gap in my teeth before I got braces. I got braces late in life. So I was, you know, I was pretty awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we started with the pageants. And um, then I decided to go to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill major in elementary education and because I always had loved kids and my mom was like I think really you should try something else just for a minute just first just to Mm -hmm. see because she thought that you know public education was becoming harder was becoming harder for her and there were more rules and there was more testing and things like that so she advised me to try something else but I also kept going with the pageants so I was Miss Burlington and that fed into the Miss North Carolina pageant which I went to and one of my judges at the Miss North Carolina pageant was the assistant dean at Cincinnati Conservatory and he said why don't you come audition for that and so I did and I got accepted and that was really when my eyes were open to that, the fact that I could make this a career, mm-hmm. I could do this. Um, it just was a step, a level up in a way. And I think Cincinnati was a good place to go after being in such a small town. It wasn't like the big move to New York, you know, it right. wasn't epic. It was easy to still get around it. The community was still small enough, but it was still a bigger city. So it was a good introduction. It was a way to ease ease into the big world around yes. me by going to Cincinnati. Did you know at the time that what well, CCM is is so well known in the theater world and it's one of the most prestigious musical theater schools in the country? Were you aware of that at the time? I think that, you know, I'd read all the bios about it. I knew that I was going to a good place, but I don't think that I really realized what the place was or what it has even has evolved into today. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's it is really an incredible school and I was incredibly challenged there. I feel fortunate to have gotten in. I'm still friends with a lot of the people that were there today. A lot of those people have gone on to be on Broadway. I did a national Broadway tour. Just the way things worked out, I realized that I wanted to come back to a community where I could give back and where I could be a teacher mm-hmm. and kind of do what we do here. Yeah. You know, I realized that. So I wound up moving back from that. And in a way, you know, some of my friends who have been on Broadway, that has been amazing. They have these amazing credits, and that's awesome. But I feel like I've been able to do 
more theater. I've been able to challenge myself more because a lot of people that go into musical theater stay in musical theater, but you become a part of a program like this and you have to act. You have to, you have to do a lot of things, especially if you're a part of a company, right. you have to be the triple threat and go into a lot of things that you necessarily wouldn't get the opportunity to do in other places just by being part of a company. You know, I think that's, what's great about CCP and the company that we have is that it does stretch us. Mm-hmm. You know, there are roles that you think ordinarily maybe you wouldn't be cast in, mm-hmm. you know, any of us in uh, another situation. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so great about it is that we've gotten to play such a variety of different roles mm-hmm. from leading men, leading women, character roles, ensemble. Yes. You know. So I feel like I continue to grow all the time, sometimes a little too fast. But <laughs> <laughs> So back to CCM, what were some of the roles that you played in college? My favorite roles there, I got to be Cinderella and in Into the Woods. Uh, I got to be Joanna and Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandy and Grease was a good one. Uh, but I really, I started out in their ensembles there too, and I got to work in the costume shop and in the scene shop and help build things. So it was really all-encompassing kind of education yeah. that I got there. Did you do any summer stock? The, that, that's what the Hot Summer Nights is their summer stock there. And okay. so I did it through um, their program. One summer I spent there, and that's when I got to do Sandy and Grease and Joanne and Sweeney Todd in rep. So that was eye-opening. Oh, wow. Very different um, kind of roles to play in one summer, for sure. And I did another summer there, too. Um, I did A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, and I pay, played one of the twins, courtesans. Mm-hmm. And um, we did a show called Blame It on the Movies, which is a review. Which isn't done often, but it's got great music. It's all that old movie musical kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. So it was really That's good great. music. Yeah, so those are my time. And then I worked one summer in Maine at a resort called Quisasana on Lake Kizar. Yes. Yeah, uh, Stephen King actually has a house there. And so I finally got to hear the loons and the things that he talks about. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it was really, really interesting to work there. And it was kind of like a dirty dancing kind of setup where you really are in these cabins. And there was a staff area where you'd swim on a point in the lake, you know. And there was a area where the guests were, but you waited tables on them at mm-hmm. night. And all, all day you did three meals and then you performed at night for them so it was really really fun i had a great summer that summer i got to see the northern lights it was really fun i saw them in uh, montana actually during my summer isn't it incredible Mm -hmm. oh yeah beautiful but so traveling the world absolutely not necessarily the world as much as the united states but traveling is a good thing that comes out of all this too yeah the places i've seen and the people i've met yeah and getting to go places that you normally wouldn't go absolutely no when i first got hired um i Grew up in Florida and went to school in Mississippi and got a summer stock gig in Montana. Right. And thought, okay, well, I know where Montana is on the map, but... Uh, <laughs> What's you know, it like? Wow, that's a long way from Florida. Yes. Um, but the same thing. I mean, that's what, you know, most theater majors do in college is mm-hmm. go off to these summer stock gigs that are just summer only mm-hmm. and have the time of your life. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, at summer stock too, you're, you're building costumes, you're building mm-hmm. scenery, you're learning about lighting. You know, any time that we were not in rehearsal, we were in the scene shop. So we got, it was really a continuation of your education. Mm-hmm. Starting from the ground up and creating this network that you're going to be in touch with for the rest Absolutely. of your life too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you graduate from CCM mm-hmm. and then you think, what do I do now? Right. What do I do now? And they were very good with like their, they had audition techniques classes and how to be a working actor and all those classes. But once again, that's a class, you know. But one of the biggest things that they promoted then was auditioning for the the regional theater auditions like SETC and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, my first year out of CCM, there was a children's theater company called Art Reach Touring Theater based out of Cincinnati. And I really liked where I lived and I felt really 
really good there. So I did that for a year. So once again, I traveled the country and I played Amelia Earhart in, um, and at, 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 they adapted her story. Um, so I played Amelia Earhart. I played um, King Arthur's brother, Kai. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> long, long history, actually, of me playing boys. But it is fun and fine. So you're in a van traveling um, yes, around. Yes, there's three of us. We traveled with our sets. We went into schools. We set up in cafeterias, cafetoriums, yes. those kind of yep. things, gymnasiums, um, sometimes small theater stages like community theater stages around. Um, so we were kind of like the company manager. We were the actors. We were the set crew. We were everything. We had to repair the set if it broke down when we were gone. You know, That was eye-opening as Absolutely. well. And really fun, though. Really, really fun um, to be in front of those kids. And so you see how they suspend their disbelief. Mm-hmm. It's almost Shakespearean in a way. Um, sometimes I've always thought the, the same language, thing. It, it gets, it's hard sometimes to get a grasp of Shakespeare. You get wary of it when you first see something or you're first introduced to it, but you have to suspend your disbelief and it's about the environment you create around you. And that's what really gets the story across, not necessarily just the words at first. And that's what you have to do in children's theater, mm-hmm. I think. And it was really exciting to see that kind of excitement in kids. You just knew you were opening kids' imaginations when you were doing it. And I enjoyed that. So what brought you to the Playhouse? So after I did that for a year, I went to the SETC, the Southeastern Theater Conference, and I auditioned for Jim Crabtree. And uh, he invited me to come here and play Laurie in Oklahoma in 1993, maybe? Mm -hmm. 92? That sounds right. Okay, I guess. So what was your audition process like for Jim? Now... (laughs) <laughs> Jim Crabtree, you know, Wesley and I have worked with him for a number of years and, and adore him. Um, Jim was famous for his audition process. So, or infamous, I guess I should say. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, you would do your monologue for him and you have you have your monologue, you have it memorized, you know what your beats are, you know, you know, you know this character backwards and forwards. And Jim would throw a wrench at you after you did it and say, now do it as the color blue mm-hmm. or do it as a cat mm-hmm. or do it as a table. <laughs> You know, and at first you're thinking, what am I getting myself into? But then you realize he's really freeing you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just because you're so rehearsed. He wants to see what you can do on the fly. He wants to see if you're directable. Yes. And did did you have any of those experiences? Well, when I first walked into the room, he just reminded me of a big old grizzly bear. Yeah. You know, he and honestly, the nicest, absolutely the nicest man and just sweet bear of a person, Mm -hmm. but a little bit intimidating his presence when you first walk into a room with him. And he certainly, I, I, I used a chair in my monologue and I'm pretty sure I stood on it, ran around it, crawled under it. I'm sure he had me do lots of things with that (laughs) and, and do it a million different ways. But, um, I guess I passed the test Mm -hmm. because he had me come here and play Laurie in Oklahoma. I, I don't know in the past, maybe five years is the last time I auditioned for him. And they're all still, you're just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. But it makes you better at improv. It really does. It does. It really does. Mm -hmm. So you, how long did you stay your first time at CCP? The first time I was here for two years and um, Jim was kind enough to give me my equity eligibility Mm -hmm. uh, so that I could move to New York. Um, It was a little different back then. Um, So once I moved, I could audition for anything that I wanted to, whether it was equity or non-equity, as long as I stood in line the amount of time. I, I actually did get seen 
seen. Now, I woke up at four and I waited in line and I did the things, right. but I did get seen. And I would go to a lot of chorus call auditions as well uh, and wound up auditioning. I, w- I was about six months after I was there. Um, I did an audition for Carousel. It had just played on Broadway and was going out on a national tour. And I went and auditioned and made it through all of the cuts and got cast in the ensemble and the Julie Jordan understudy. And then eventually the heavenly friend in the national tour, the Broadway national tour of Carousel, which that did really tour all over the country. They flew us everywhere. We were in LA for three months uh, Seattle, like all these places that I never thought, like the fish market in Seattle was great. And to be there for six weeks and live in a, an apartment basically, and get to experience all of the stuff mm-hmm. all over the country was just, oh, I, I'll never forget it. It's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I was on tour probably for about 14 months. Oh, wow. It was a long time. Live, it got to you a little bit. Living out of that suitcase, as you know, right. you know that kind of travel and that kind of schedule. But also, it's you're being paid to see the country. You are being paid to see the country. It was great. Yes, um, the different theaters you got to see, all those Fox theaters, mm-hmm. how beautiful all of those were. The one in Atlanta, I remember. Um, it was just, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Tune in next time for the second part of my chat with Playhouse star Wesley Webster. You've been listening to Lobby Talk, a presentation of the Cumberland County Playhouse. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CC Playhouse. And you can purchase tickets online at ccplayhouse.com or by calling our box office at 931-484-5000. Also, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Podcast hosting is by Buzzsprout. Theme music and production by Ron Murphy. Executive produced by Brett Hancock and Bryce McDonald. Thank you for listening.